BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal podcast. We have some great guests for you, including Stephen Piercy of Rat fame. We have Udo Dirkschneider, formerly of Accept, currently of UDO. He's here too. And legendary guitar player Ace Fraley of the Ace Fraley band. And I was going to say of Kiss, but he's not in Kiss. He of course, is known for all the great work that he's done with Kiss, as well as Fraley's Comment, all the great Ace Fraley solo records. So much great stuff Ace has given us through the years, including his brand new record, Spaceman, which I'm going to go to YouTube Music to listen to Spaceman because I got to tell you, I'm loving YouTube Music. YouTube Music is a new app that combines everything you'd expect from a streaming service with the magic of YouTube to bring everything to life. With YouTube Music Premium, you'll get ad-free music that plays with the screen off or while using other apps. I'm glad they're finally doing that. That is so awesome. They just they always needed that feature, and now they finally have it. Get music wherever you want, even if you're offline. Again, seriously, I am loving YouTube Music. So go download the new YouTube Music app today and start a free 30-day trial. I love it. You know, you don't like it after 30 days, just stop it. If you do like it, then just continue on and pay $9.99 per month. Terms and restrictions apply. Yeah, so much great new music by guys like Stephen Piercy, Ace Frehley, UDO. You can hear it all on YouTube Music. Let's get into the episode. Here we go. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids.
Love Child, classic except here on Talking Metal. That goes way back to the Balls to the Wall album. I think that song, that started side two of the record, right? It was so good. I loved it. I had it on cassette back in the day. Oh, We're going to hear from the man whose voice you just heard on that song, Udo Dirk Schneider of the band UDO, currently of the band UDO, formerly of Accept. And wow, my wife and I, we saw we saw Dirk Schneider. See, it gets kind of confusing because formerly of Accept, currently of UDO, but then he did, has this other thing, or had it, I guess it's over, where he went out just as Dirk Schneider and did only classic Accept. And they came through the States earlier this year, my wife and I. We saw him in the city, in New York City, and then we went and saw him in Asbury Park, New Jersey, too. It was so good. We had to go see the, the, the set list twice. It was great, great fun. And... Anyways, I can't wait for you to hear this little chat I had with Udo Dirk Schneider, one of my favorite heavy metal vocalists. But first, let's talk to Ace Frehley, legendary lead guitarist, known for his amazing work with Kiss, as well as Frehley's Comet and just plain old Ace Frehley, so much great stuff. Uh, He's playing the 78 solo album in its entirety in New Jersey coming up. We got to ask him about that, right? So anyways, let's get into this interview I conducted with Ace Frehley. Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. Hey, it is Mark Striegel. And joining us on the line, we have the founding member, one of the founding members of KISS and a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Mr. Ace Frehley. How are you, Ace? Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for joining us here again. You know, I'm just blown away because nine years, the last nine years, I mean, you've released four albums and Spaceman is hitting tomorrow. I mean, this seems like it's one of the most productive eras of your career. I mean, you're just on fire with the touring, with the recording. Is this all because of your sobriety or is there more that plays into it than that? Well, you know. Without my sobriety, it wouldn't be happening. So that's a a big part of it. But above and beyond the sobriety thing, you know, I guess I kind of feel like I'm making up for lost time. I didn't realize prior to Anomaly, 20 years have gone by since I did a record. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And this new uh, record. I'm making up for that right now. Yeah. And Spaceman, from what I've heard, it sounds great. Uh, There's two songs that I've heard off the album, which we'll talk about. But uh, in general, you worked with a guy named Warren Huart, right, on the record. Can you talk about his involvement and uh, what the working collaboration between the two of you was like? Well, Warren Huart is my mixer. And he's... uh, We've worked on a couple of songs in his home studio. He's up in Los Angeles. But most of my work I do in my home studio with my main engineer, Alex Salzman. Okay. And pretty much, you know, he I fly him in from New York and he stays at my house because I have a lot of bedrooms. And uh, we pretty much just uh, get into my studio after having coffee and start kick a snowball, uh, snowball spitballing with us. Right. <laughs> you know, I was doing, I was doing a radio show the first day I got to New York and I was talking to those two crazy guys, you know, uh, Jim, uh, right. And on serious. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I listened to it. Yeah. You listened to it. Yeah, I did. Did you, did you hear the part where we're talking about spitballing and snowballing? Yeah. yeah yep. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> As I said snowballing, and he corrected me. He goes, no, spitballing. Right, right. Is the correct term, but I, I still like snowballing. Yeah. <laughs> to make a long story short, you know, pretty much a lot of the music I record today for my records, I just do with a click track. Ah, okay. You know, with, with just my engineer, you know, I'll lay down a rhythm guitar track, double it, you know, throw on a scratch bass, and, and then throw down a scratch vocal. And at that point, we'll give the song a listen, you know, check if we feel the arrangement's correct, you know, double check the melodies and the, and the changes going from verse to chorus to the bridge to solo. And then once we feel we have the right arrangement, so on and so forth, you know, then we get serious with it. Right on. And eventually we bring in a drummer, you know, who plays to the click track and also is listening to the music through the headphones. Uh, it's a very uh, easy way to work, but you know, not a lot of chefs in the kitchen, and 
I really prefer recording that way. You know, you know, some bands still record almost live, you know, but if some, somebody makes a mistake, boom, you got to do it over again, you know? Right on. And speaking about the drums, uh, now I saw a picture of Eric Singer at one point. It looked like he was in the studio with you, but he's, is he on the new record Spaceman or no? Not at this point, but he's right. probably going to end up being on a bonus track. What happened was he came to Warren Hewart's studio when I was up there, you know, mixing and doing some finishing over the touches on the record. And we recorded a blues track that I had written many years ago called Empty Bed Blues. And uh, it sounds good, you know, but, you know, blues songs in general are kind of a downer. Right. You know. They're not up-tempo, and then they don't have the energy most of the other songs on the record have. But the other reason, you know, that uh, issue we talked about was the fact that I didn't have an instrumental. And every solo album I've done, you know, since my first one in 1978, has had one instrumental. So right. I said, I think we got to do an instrumental, maybe put this blues song on the back burner. And uh, Warren said, "You get what do you got?" And you know, I had this chord progression that I had written probably ten years ago, and I I just started playing it for him, and he said, "That's great, let's go with it." You know, he set up a click track, and uh, I plugged into a Marshall amp and laid down a couple of uh, overdubs, and we just built the song around the, this uh, guitar part that I had come up with, and. Actually, Warren is playing a little lead guitar on it as well. Oh, wow. Cool. Cool. And the lead-off single on the album was Bronx Boy, which I love. The Lyrically, it reminds me at times of, uh, takes me back to like Hard Times, your your song off of Dynasty. It, it almost feels like it's kind of a sequel to that or something. Well, it's obviously autobiographical. You know, the uh, a friend of mine, Ronnie Mancuso, who's the co-writer of that song. Oh, cool. He brought that he brought that track over to my home studio in Rancho Santa Fe, and uh, I wasn't really happy with his lyrics, so we ended up erasing his lyrics, and I rewrote the whole song lyrically, pretty much to his musical track, and uh, and then you know did some more guitar overdubs and thickened it up. And that's how Bronx Boy was born. I just drew from personal experiences growing up in the Bronx. Right on. And I saw you guys on Fox 5 Good Day New York earlier this week. You played Rockin' with the Boys, which... You know, you got the new band in place. Sound, I haven't heard it. Well, it sounded great, and you know, I I was working, so I DVR'd it. But I did look online. It doesn't seem like they have it posted anywhere online. They haven't. They haven't posted it yet. Yeah. Well, but you I said it. It, it sounds and looks good. Yeah, yeah. I got it on my DVR. If you want to come over, we can watch it. <laughs> But it's He's got it on his DVR. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. It does sound great. And I wanted to ask you the the new band. You're now doing three guitars because you got you and now the two guys playing guitars. And how has that changed the dynamic for you on stage? Well, initially I was kind of against it a little. You know, I was almost going to tell you know, you know, the Gene's backup band. Right. He's been using for the last two years for his vault experiences. I was originally going to say, I only need one guitar player, but, you know, I just let it slide and, and went with what the lineup that existed. And it actually kind of works for me, and it takes pressure off me. I mean, you know, the other lead guitar player, is you know, he looks like Randy Rhodes a little. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, you saw, you saw the video. He's got the haircut. And, uh, yeah, and he's, he's, got the, he's got the chops, too. To back it up. So, uh, you know, if I ever have a, a night where I, I'm not feeling well or I cut my finger, whatever the case may be, at least I have a backup, you know, right. rhythm guitar player and lead guitar player. So, and they all sing lead. So now we can do four part harmony. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, I was impressed with the band. I mean, that's the only place I've, I've seen yeah. them as on Fox five, uh, good day, New York, but it was a good performance so, you know, and the mix was yeah, good too. It, yeah, the Gene's been using them for two years, but, you know, they're based out of Nashville, and, you know, they're a solidified unit. They're not spread out all over the country. Like my uh, 
band was. You know, my drummer lived in Vegas. My bass player, Chris Wise, lived in Los Angeles. And my guitar player, uh, Richie Scarlett, lived in New York. So, you know, everybody right. had to fly in from different locations. Sometimes people would miss their flights. You know, other problems arose towards, you know, within the last year with them. So, uh, you know, I, after working with these guys in Australia and Japan, I just thought it would be a lot easier to uh, have a solidified unit that are based out of one city, you know, and have, I have this one guy that runs the band. His name is Ryan. He's the guy on the far right in your video. Okay. And, uh, it's it's just like a no-brainer, you know. They're a little cheaper than what I'm paying my band, so I'm saving money on top of it. Cool, cool. Well, they sounded great wow. on the TV show that I saw. And, you know, the reporter, uh, I forgot her name, one of the hosts of the uh, the show that you did, Fox 5, uh, Good Day New York. The she black, ca- the black woman of the, the, the... I think it was the other one, the white one. She was asking you about a kiss reunion which i know you constantly get asked about that but i found one thing that you said kind of curious you said paul keeps dropping hints to me and i what what does that actually not mean to me oh not to, to you me. oh okay and in, in interviews oh know? okay now, if you look at paul's interviews from six months to a year ago you know he was saying uh when he was asked the question he'd say absolutely not we're not going to work with ace anymore Right in the future, you know, the past is the past, so on and so forth. You know, now he's saying when people ask him about the the upcoming tour, he's going, "I wouldn't rule it out." You know, and then he just did an interview for Billboard, and he said, uh, "There's a good chance uh, previous members that performed with Kiss will be uh, involved in the end of the road tour." So, I mean, he's dropping hints. Right on. Right on. I do want to mention, too, that you're doing this very cool thing, the Kiss Expo, which I plan to go to in New Jersey. It's on December 7th, 8th, and 9th. And you're going to be performing, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're going to be performing your solo record, your first solo record, the 1978 solo record, in its entirety. And wow, that's that's going to be absolutely incredible. Have you ever, you've never done that before, have you? No, it's, it's an idea that we've been kicking around for years. That we, you know, we we even talked about doing like a tour of you know major markets, just performing that one album because it was always has always been my most successful solo pro- effort. But uh, I think it's going to be great. You know, the more I think about it, you know, I was I had dinner with uh, four of the people from my record company last night, and when they heard that, they said to me, you know, we should probably record it and videotape it. Yeah, we can put it out as a live video. That album was so special among fans that, uh, you know, it's a no brainer. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I mean, there's songs off that record that correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you've ever played them live. Like what's on your mind and wiped out. I imagine you're going to have to go relearn them or do you still remember them? Uh, I vaguely remember them. You know, I actually just recorded, uh, a uh, version of what's on your mind with, uh, with my wife, Rachel. Oh, nice. Uh, for her album. We did like a duet on it and alternated the vocals with, with me and her, but that album's not going to be out until next year sometime. But, uh, yeah, I always have to relearn the songs I've written because as quickly as I write them, I forget them. Right. Same with my guitar solos. You know, when I do a guitar solo, I empty my mind. You know, I do three or four passes, and then, you know, we usually take a piece from one take and the middle from another take and the tail end from the third take, and that's how we come up with the solo. But, you know, after it's pressed and and shipped, you know, I have to, if I'm going to do it live, I have to memorize it. (laughs) Right on. Right on. And also at this Kids Expo is Lita Ford, Bobby Rock, and, and Lydia Chris. I remember meeting you through Lydia Chris back in the 90s, and it seems like you've you've always had a pretty good relationship with, with Peter's ex-wife, Lydia. Um, wh- what has caused that relationship to stay so strong through the years? And are you still good friends with her? I'm very good friends with Lydia. There was never a reason why not to be friends with her, you know? She was always really close friends with my first wife. And uh, 
I've maintained contact with her. You know, I've even gone out with her a couple of times, you know, to see bands. Because, you know, she's been in the same place forever. You know, the Brownstone, her and Peter Chris fought back in the 70s in, um, on the West Side. So, uh, you know, I've always maintained contact with Lillian. We've always been good friends. Awesome. So, uh, in fact, I saw her Monday night. Oh, did you? Cool. You know, I went up to Richie Scarlett's funeral, funeral for his right, wife, right. Joanne, which was so, uh, you know, it was just so... It was so hard for me to let Richie know that uh, I wasn't going to be working with him in the future. Uh, and on top of that, he has to deal with his wife's passing. So, you know, it was it was a tough week, but uh, right. we kind of made up and he told me he was really happy. I was moving forward with uh, whatever I decided to do. He supports. Right, right. Well, I think that's amazing yeah. that you were able to be there for him, you know, at such a, a tough time and were there for her, for her funeral. Yeah. That's awesome. She was a wonderful, she was a wonderful woman. I actually dated her before Richie ma- uh, dated her. And wow. Her. <laughs> well, she's from the Bronx, you know? Right, right. Wow. I knew, I knew, I knew her from the Bronx. Wow. Wow. So was that before you were in Kiss? Yeah. Really? Wow. Going way back. That's amazing. Well, I'm 67 years old, you know. Yeah, yeah, right on. Hey, you did Origins. (laughs) Oh, you did Origins Volume 1 a number of years back. Paul was on the record with you as as well as a lot of other people. Great, great album of covers. Will there ever be a Volume 2 of Origins? Will you ever do do that again, release another covers record? I've already started it. Oh, cool. I'm getting the check in a couple of days. You know, I you know when I when I started an album for E1 Music, uh, you know, I get a check. So awesome! And will you have we'll be, special we'll guest stars? To that as well. Excuse me. Are you going to have more special guest stars joining you on the volume two? Yeah, I'm pretty much. It's it's pretty much going to follow through with what I did on Origins Volume One. I'm just deciding on what songs to do and who to invite. And to perform on the record with me. But, you know, there's so many people I know because I've been around this business 45 years. So I, I know just about everybody. Cool. So it's not, it's not going to be hard to find other people to perform on the record. And I'm still trying to figure out who, who I'm going to let sing a song. I'm going to try to get Gene to sing a song this time around because Paul sang one on the last one. Right on. So, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens, you know. Cool. Well, Ace, I know we were a little little late getting started, which was my fault. So uh, I just uh, don't want to take up too much of your time. But I want to tell you that I'm going to be at the listening party tonight. And I, I hope to shake your hand and say hello. Oh, great. Please come up to me and, and let me know who you are. Absolutely. I don't know what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be there with my wife and we'll come up and say hello. Fantastic. Looking forward to it, Mark. Okay. Thank you, Ace. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome. Better be careful, or you could disappear. You might be bought or sold. No one would even care. Now there's a golden rule. Be ready to attack. Remember loyalty. You gotta watch my back. Crossboard, just trying to exist. I never played with toys. Don't give me bullshit I'm just a street kid We see can 
Bronx Boy by the Spaceman himself, Ace Freely, off the Spaceman album. Pick it up today, guys. It is just a great listen. Ace is on a roll here, just putting out new music like every other year or so, right? Wow. And on that note, let's get into my interview with Udo Dirkschneider, legendary metal vocalist. Always a pleasure to speak with him. He's got a great new album out called Steel Factory by UDO. Check that out on YouTube Music or Spotify or wherever you listen to your music and or buy it on iTunes. I, lo- I still love the, the physical CDs. I don't know about you guys, but I, I actually have the physical CD for Steel Factory, and it is an excellent listen. All right, let's talk to Udo. Hey, it's Mark Striegel with Talking Metal, and we have on the line Udo Dirkschneider, who is back with a great new UDO record called Steel Factory, which I want to talk to you all about, Udo. But first, I just wanted to say thank you, because I know the last time you were in New York, uh, Emily from Talking Metal gave you one of our T-shirts, and then you were... You were wearing this <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, well, we saw you on Instagram wearing it, and that was so great. So thank you for supporting us. Yeah, no problem. That was awesome. Hello? Hello. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's talk about the new record. It is just sounding great. I'm really, really digging it. Uh, there's a lot of songs on the record, like Make the Move, for example, that really have a classic accept sound to yeah. to the song and and i had to ask you you know last time we saw you play uh down at the stone pony in in new jersey it was a cl- it was dirk schneider and it was a, a set of yeah. all classic yeah. except and was that an influence on the writing for this udo yeah. record i think be honest i mean of course if you on tour you know and, and do nearly 300 shows and play only except songs for nearly three years and then you start writing songs everybody was in in this kind of mood, you know, on the, right. on the accept songs, and then of course that was in, uh, definitely an influence. But I mean, it's not like all over. But there, of course, there's like let's say example, make the move like uh, or like uh, bite of evil stuff like that. It is really like can be also on an accept album, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, make the move sounds like it could be right off a of metal heart or something. I mean, it's it's yeah. just great stuff. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, and, but I mean, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither. It's actually what I prefer. Great sounding record, and we're really digging the Steel Factory record by by UDO. And at the uh, you know, there's a new music video out too, which is just great. Yeah. One heart, one soul. And yeah. we see you putting on a vinyl LP at the uh, at the beginning. I think it is there. Do you, do you listen to much? vinyl yeah i got a lot of one at home let's say around 1200 or whatever wow 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 so you because i know vinyl's kind of popular again but you've been uh, yeah. you've been doing the vinyl thing non-stop since back in the day yeah i mean of course i mean and also now that but you said before and i mean and now this vinyl's getting really popular again i mean now you're, you're selling still a lot of vinyl now now at the moment you know i don't know it's, it's really popular at the moment Absolutely. And speaking of that song, One Heart, One Soul, it, it seems to have a real strong and, and positive me- message that is, is really highlighted in the music video, where we see different races, different types of people, yes. young and old, yes. different religions yes. can all be, yes. you know, kind of coming together. And I think that's a powerful message, especially for, for these times. Um, yes, can, can you comment a little bit on, on the message behind the song and what we're seeing in the music video? Yeah, I mean, you know, the the idea was one heart, one soul. It's like you know, you're living on a small planet, if you if you want to say like this, you know. And now, what what also going with this immigrate, also especially in in Europe, also now in uh, I was just had an interview with Brazil. You know, a lot of people from now from uh, Venezuela coming to Brazil, also in America. You know, the province with the Mary with the Mexican and blah blah blah. For me, it's like you know, I mean, come on, we're getting more and more people on this planet and uh, we have to live together it doesn't matter what kind of religion uh, or what kind of color you have whether you are black white or whatever i mean we have to live together you know and that's for me uh, that's the message of the whole song you know so we're living in one right. world and we don't need any fucking borders and let's try to 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 uh, to uh, live together you know right on that's right on uh, that uh, that's i think for me the message of the whole song yeah, absolutely. And I hope we hear these new songs when UDO is back in the States. Any any plans to bring 
UDO to the States for live shows? Be, let's say carefully we are working on it, though we would see maybe we are coming after the right after, after the European tour in, in uh, end of April, wow. or maybe we are, we are coming after the summer. But the, the, I, I cannot say exactly when, but we are now we are working on that. Excellent. Well, we will, uh, Emily and I will definitely be at the shows when you guys come back around. And will we hear accept songs in the set anymore? Or is no, will, no, no, no more no, accept. No, no, no. Just no strictly UDO. I only say if you want to hear some accept songs, then please go to accept. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So that that truly was what you did with Dirk Schneider on the last round here in the state. That truly was the end of it. Absolutely. The end of it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, very good. Well, you have so many UDO albums and great songs to choose from that. that I can tell you at the moment we are rehearsing for touring, you know, and this is a nightmare, you know, with 16 UDO albums. It's already a nightmare to put a set list together, you know. <laughs> I can imagine. Really something, you know, yeah, that's, but anyway, we do our best and I think we get we, there will be a good set list coming up. Cool. Well, please include some of these new songs because, again, the, the yeah, songs definitely. off the Steel Factory album, the, the brand new UDO record, they're just really good. Well, I mean, I think it's one of my favorite UDO records, if not my favorite. It's great stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm really happy with this album. I mean, uh, for me, it's like a really, really good songs on there. And uh, of course, they have also, let's be honest, they have also some really good uh, other UDO albums. But this is, I don't know, this album for me is also a little bit special, you know. I don't know why. But it's like, yes, and the response uh, in, in Europe was fantastic, you know. I mean, cool. unbelievable. That was really, really good. Fiddy was a part of of your working. You I mean you had a working relationship with him for I think like thirty or forty years, and he's no yes. longer with you guys. Uh, I just wanted to ask you how he's doing, and and is there any insight behind his his exit from UDO? I don't know. I mean, uh, I think for him it was not so easy, you know, to say I, I don't want to do this anymore. I think he was tired of touring. I, I know that already for the last two, uh, let's say one, the last tour what we did, he was really like tired of being around or uh, in the nightliner and all that stuff, touring stuff. And he wants to be more with his family. And he's doing now a completely, you know, business. He's doing like real estate, you know. It's nothing to do with music anymore. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I think it was not easy for him. And so next week we do the last Dirk Snedder show in Mallorca, in Spain. And that will be also the last show with Fitty. And uh, I think that will be not so easy for him. Yeah, I know that, you know. So, but, I mean... He is old enough. Uh, what can I say? I mean, uh, he made up his mind about this. And I said, okay, I, has, I respect this. It is your choice what you want to do in the future. And here we go. So, but already, I mean, I'm really happy with now with the new lineup. So we're just rehearsing and the sound is great. I mean, now we call it like Udo and the kids. <laughs> right, right. Literally one of your kids in the band. You got Sven on drums. So Yeah, yeah Sven on drums, he's 25. The, the new guitar player is 26. The new bass player is uh, just getting 30. Andre is 35. So let's say, wow. you know, it's like uh, Udo and the kids now. But no, this is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I feel really comfortable with these guys. You know, for me, it was also important that I have enough time to find a second guitar player uh, that really fits into the band, you know, and also with the bass player, and I'm, I'm really happy and everything, yeah, the people would see this band will be work, you know, definitely. Cool, and, you know, we mentioned your son, Sven, on drums. When did, when did yes. he first start playing drums? Do you remember, and when did you kind of yeah. look at him and say, wow, he's getting pretty good, you know, maybe one day he could play with me? Uh, uh, yeah, he was four or five years old, but that was too early to say he can play with me <laughs> one day. No, <laughs> right, but he, right. was really, he was really continuing, you know, he has a small uh, drum kit for kids, uh, and uh, then he was always into that, you know, I never thought that he was keeping on for, uh, maybe I was thinking, okay, one or two years, and then maybe he's doing something different. No, he was uh, really was really into that get some lessons and had his own band so and then when I was looking for a new drummer after Francesco 
I mean, that was like, I was not really thinking about him. That was more like Biff, you know, he was, he was, uh, Sven was doing the re, uh, replacement for, for uh, Nigel. He has some health right. problems. In Saxon, yeah. And then, yeah, and then I was on promo in Germany and the Saxon was playing. I said, okay, let's go there. I want to see Sven behind the drums. And then I was talking to Biff and I said, here, maybe, you know, some drummer for me, new one. And he said, yeah, he's sitting behind the drums now with playing with Saxon. I said, what? You mean my son? He said, yeah, definitely. He can play this stuff. Wow. So, that was uh, the story. So uh, so seeing him with Saxon really opened your eyes to how, how good a drummer he was. Yeah, I mean, Biff uh, said to me, come on, we're doing similar than, similar than the, the same music, the style, and he can do that, you know. And uh, yeah, then I was going to ask him, my son, if you think you think maybe you can do that, And then he said, yes, uh, but it takes a while, you know. I think he was rehearsing first all the songs and then to be sure that he can do that, you know. So, yeah, but I mean, now he's over three years now already in a band and uh, he did a great job on the new album. Uh, Drumming-wise, yeah, I'm really happy. Everything is, yeah, perfect for me at the moment, you know. Excellent, excellent. And again, the new UDO record is called Steel Factory, and it is just a great listen, one of my favorite picks of the year. And we are talking to Udo Dirkschneider, the man behind UDO, and of course, all that classic Accept stuff. Uh, so you have dates, you have the final Dirkschneider dates coming up, and then you uh, pretty much immediately go out with UDO? Yeah, we go out on the end of October with the UDO, with the first to a Russian tour uh, nearly uh, three weeks and then we have a short break and then we start in the beginning of January we start a European tour I don't know until the middle of April it will be a long tour in Europe cool Cool. Well, I'm excited that you have this this new youthful energy uh, in the band. I cannot yeah. wait for you guys to get back to the States. We really hope that happens in, in yeah, a new... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to do this, you know, definitely. Cool. And we will definitely uh, we'll definitely see you in New Jersey or New York next time you're, you're coming through. Yeah, definitely. That will be definitely the place, New York and New Jersey, of yeah. course. We saw you last time at the Gramercy in New York and yes. then down at the Stone Pony where we're actually going yes. to the Stone Pony tonight to see a show. So, yes. oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You take okay. care now, Udo. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Oh, and did you get the yeah. cookies we left? It was your birthday. Uh, Emily had baked you cookies. I don't know if you got those cookies we left for you at the oh, Stone yeah, Pony yeah, show. Oh, yeah, 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 I get this. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. no, no, no. Thank you very much again. <laughs> you bet. Okay, right. say take hello care. to her. I will. And, uh, Okay, see you then in America. We'll see you okay. soon.
Make the Move off a of Steel Factory by UDO. The album is really, really good. I'm enjoying it. I'm not just saying that. I read like a, a seven star review or something, seven out of ten on Blabbermouth. Was it Blabbermouth? Maybe it was Brave Words. I don't know. But that's wrong, guys. This is a this is I give it like a nine out of ten, maybe nine point five out of ten. It is so good. And for us folks who love the classic heavy metal and hard rock sound, Steel Factory delivers that 100%. Definitely check it out. I mean, you heard the song right there, Make the Move. That about says it all, right? So good. All right, let's get into some brand new Stephen Piercy here on Talking Metal. I saw Rat with Juan and Steven just recently in Montclair, New Jersey, and it was a just a fantastic night. And... You know, there's been some stuff up there about some of his missteps at a, a concert or two lately. I got to tell you, when I saw him, it was 100% so much fun. What a great night. And they delivered all the songs you'd want to hear Rat play. But anyways, he's got a, a solo record out. So let's check out a new song off of the, the new Stephen Piercy solo album. This is You Only Live Twice. And then we will hear from Stephen Piercy and hear all about this new new album he's got out. Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. What an honor to talk to the one and only Stephen Piercy again. Stephen, how are you? Very well. Uh, could be uh, doing better with the knee, but yeah, all in all, pretty good. Good, good. Well, I want to talk about the new record that you have coming out, View to a Thrill. It's going to be out November 9th. The songs I've heard mm-hmm. sound great. But first, I saw you guys. I saw Rat play in New Jersey. I guess it was two or three weeks ago in Montclair, New Jersey. Outstanding night and great performance by you and the and the new band. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you're really thank delivering you. what us Rat fans want to hear, which is just all the classics. So, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, well, it, you know, it's the the other players that uh, well, making it like Rat circa eighty three, eighty four, and five. You know, right. Cool. Well, we'll circle back around and maybe talk about Rat in a little bit. But the yeah. the album you put out last year, I mean, it was only last year. Smash was was great. Right. I loved the diversity on that record. And now you're back already like, what, a year and a half later with another full length release, View to a Thrill. There's so much new music coming out of you these past few years. What's the inspiration behind all this new music you're putting out? Um, well, I just like writing, and I have a great part writing partner, Eric Ferentino's, and 
you know, working with Matt Thorne and, and guys who I've been with for, for, for years and years right. before Rat. Um, uh, you know, uh, we just like writing. And me, I, I can sit around and write songs all day long. You know, there's nowhere in my place there's not an acoustic guitar, you know, or electric guitar or something or a tape recorder. I just, I just love writing. You know, and, and and if I come up with an idea or a concept, uh, you know, I move with it. Like you to a thrill is so different from Smash. Smash, we wanted to really uh, uh, cover all angles, play whatever we wanted, acoustic, this, that, try, just do anything. I mean, right. it, it's, it's it's wide open. You know. Uh, so I decided, you know, well, after dwelling into Smash and making it such a diverse record that I decided the new one, you know, I'm a James Bond aficionado here, and I just decided, you know, I'm going to write a record that's going to be so nuanced and, and like heavy and, and direct and, you know, acquisitive. Uh, intriguing and you know let's see if people catch a lot of things in there um, that I'm doing I have uh, offered songs to uh, you know uh, the people at uh, you know do the Bond movies Barbara and down over there to do the Bond movies so I decided you know I'm going to make a record and, and it's going to be directed uh, not all the songs but the uh, you know, a lot of the nuances and, and we're going to have a good time with this one. You know, that's what we did, you know, and the songs just came fast. It was, it was crazy. The lyrics never really come easy, very seldom, but the music with Eric and myself and Matt, when we go into the studio and arrange the stuff and start tracking, you know, we could work on one thing and say, all right, put that away next, go to this. This is much better. So, we have a whole different way of how we approach writing and, and, and delivering and mastering and, you know, with this new tech, you know, with this new tech stuff and these literally headphones. And so we have a whole different balance, but the record, right. we're very, very happy with it. Uh, we should be doing a video soon uh, for another song, uh, probably in about a month and see what happens, you know. Cool. Well, the two songs that are out right now, I'm a rat and you only live twice. I mean, to me, they're, they're very straight ahead rockers. And, you know, you said this is different than smash. It, do we expect that it's more just straight ahead rock and not, not quite as diverse as smash was like how, what are the other songs going to be like on this record? Well, it's, it's diverse, but it's, it's more, more rock, more, uh, Chorusy, more. Uh, it's straight ahead. Yeah, you're correct. It's yeah. straight ahead rock, but you know, there's not a lot of uh, you know effects in this. But we love the keyboards that we're doing. We love effects, and and I'm just trying to do different things because I've done so much other stuff. You know, I've done like anything. This is the light, which is a punk record to me, to the rat records, which will. You know, be rad, and we'll get to that too because we plan on one myself and the new guys. We plan on going into the studio. Oh, cool! Uh, after I have the surgery done and write a few new songs for uh, next year's tour. Awesome. Cool. Well, let's talk about that. But f real quick, first, I wanted to to mention uh, your drummer on the new record, yeah. You Two Thrill, Scott Coogan, who a lot of us know from, man, so many different bands, uh, including yeah. Ace Fraley and, and Lynch Mob. How did you connect with Scott? Uh, Scott was in my solo band years ago. Oh, was he? Okay. He went out. Oh, yeah. He went out for pod probably couple of years and and very talented character and, and uh, he just since we were out there and he was in the solo band um, we just decided you know before we got busy again and, and I had somebody else and then I'm doing the rat thing but 
when he was in, he was in the, the, the soul band, I'm figuring, we just figured, well, sh- you know, uh, you're already playing with us. We're, we're tight as a live band. Uh, he's saying, let's go. Right now, let's go. We want to go into the studio. And he said, sure. So away we went. Awesome. Cool. And again, guys, the album is View to a Thrill. Stephen Piercy, it's out November 9th. And I'm really looking forward to getting the the full album. Again, the first two singles sound great. I again mentioned I just saw you with Rat, which was a, a great great concert in Montclair, New Jersey. And I definitely want to talk to you about rat, but uh, will you do solo gigs for, with this lineup with Scott and Eric, are you going to go out in the road with them? Yeah. We've another drummer that we're using now uh, oh, okay. because Scotty is so busy. Um, like, you know, that is the priority right now and get back on the map. I've got to take care of some, you know, some health issues. Sure. Uh, you know, I've got to have some surgery done here. I won't be doing any live shows. So that goes down within the next uh, few weeks, hopefully. Okay. And, you know, we'll, but we'll be doing some shows, definitely. We'll be, we already have a, a festival so you know, uh, for view to a thrill. So we'll be doing some shows, definitely, and and uh, the you know, the records. It's it's a crazy record, and and I mean the songs. You know, besides you, we live twice. Sky falling, one in a million, Malibu. You know, which is way different. Double shot, secrets to tell, and then there's a song. Excuse me, called "Not Killing Me," and which I've had the opportunity of talking to Robbie Krieger from The Doors, wow. guitar player. Wow. And I asked him at this party, you know, if he would be interested in in playing a solo on my record. And he said, "Sure." So he did. He, he did a slide solo on this song called "Not Killing Me," and it's it's just amazing. It's it's total doors meets rat meets me meets whatever but it, it's, it's incredible that we even got him involved on this record so that he you know wanted to do it but it, it, people will be very surprised how it just fits it, it, it's crazy you know so thank you to him Robbie for doing that other songs Dangerous Thing From the Inside Violator I mean they're they're all interesting songs. I wanted them to all be, I wanted all these songs on View to, View to a Thrill to be, to sound like they would be a, in a movie or a soundtrack or, or something. Right. Uh, so that's what was my direction uh, with this record. But uh, once again, you know, thank you, Robbie Trigger, for playing, yeah. uh, playing solo on a song. It's amazing. It um, is amazing. Amazing. You- you know, I saw him play live a number of years back and was blown away by his technique. I mean, he like really had chops. And I mean, when you think of the doors, you don't think of somebody with like, you know, I don't know if he and like his his chops just got better since the days of the doors. I mean, he was always incredible in the doors. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I never remember him doing like fast leads and stuff like that. But when I saw him play, he was technically really proficient. Well, wait till you hear this. You're going to go, my other friends for the later solo, but when, you know, Robbie plays all the way through and then he does the first solo part. But I mean, it, it sounds, it's, it's the doors. It's like when I sing, somebody's going to go, oh, that's that rat guy, you know, uh, which, you know, doesn't bother me. I don't try to sound different. I just try different things, but you know, it's him playing wow. that solo. I cool. mean, it, it, it's just incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Can't wait Very to hear talented that. Guy. Yeah, absolutely. And before we talk about rat, I just uh, it it sounds like you're going in to have some surgery on, on your knees. And yeah. I, I know myself and all the fans, we just want to wish you the best of luck with that. And we hope that you're you're back in in top form uh, soon. 
Oh yeah, sure enough. I mean, it's something I really didn't want to talk about, but you know, I, I have to say the last five shows we will, we've done were amazing. One show I really, I wanted to cancel and I'm like, you know, I really never cancel shows ever, ever. Not, in, not since day one have I canceled a show where they were sick, couldn't sing. I still went out or, you know, a broken rib still went out. Uh, but I literally had to sit, sit it out and, and, you know, and I was, it really bothered me. Right. You know, I, you know, cause that, that's not me. So I just got this robo brace and just went for it for the last few shows, got another one and then I get the knee done. So okay. it's good. be all good. You know, good. it takes time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw you in 2017 at M3. That was an incredible performance. And then again, just a couple of weeks ago in New Jersey and, and both shows. Great. So uh, we encourage everyone to yeah, check Brad out. Yeah, I love the new band. Yeah. I love the new band. Pete Holmes on drums, uh, uh, Jordan Zip, guitar, lead guitars, uh, uh, Chris Andrews guitars, and of course Warren and myself. It, it's just, we, we click so it's just incredible how we're, we're just clicking. It's like we've been together for 20 something, I don't know, years and years. We just go out there and, and there's, it's the strangest thing. It's like, like I said, rat circa 83, 84, if you wanted to be introduced to rat, well, this is the, the version to me, the closest thing right. uh, to be in that, that entity, you know, and so we're having a good time. I mean, when you don't have to think and look around and, and you just do your gig, you're on to something, you know? So we're having a good time. We're having a really good time out here. And hopefully, you know, we're selling out shows and people are loving it. So hopefully uh, uh, we're turning some people on. Absolutely. And I was excited when you got Pete Holmes in the band because I was a big black and blue fan back in the day. How aware were you of black and blue back in the day? Oh God, we, we were like way friends. Yeah. You know, uh, when they first moved here from uh, up north, uh, Robin at the time was living at this house. Uh, uh, long story short, but they, they ended up pulling in there too. And we, we've done shows together back back then in the day, and and we've been friends ever since. You know, and, and he was playing in Juan's band. Uh, we needed a drummer and, and we we're auditioning people and I we did some rehearsals and Pete sat in and I I, I just went, This guy's incredible. Well, what's what happened here? What's going on here, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we just pulled him in, said, Do you want you know, you want the gig? Think you're amazing, you know? And he is. Yeah. We're, we're just a very tight tight unit right now and, and it's it's very cool it's not even loosely tight it's tight you know right on and you mentioned you're already working on rap material new rap material uh who's doing the songwriting the whole band or are you just working on it on your own or with Juan well it's the same schematic rap's a different animal than solo stuff so you know Juan will come up with something or I'll come up with something and and bump heads or we'll just sit there together and, and we left the door open for any of our guitar players, you know, uh, Jordan or, or Chris to pull in, do some ideas. I mean, all of it, all we're going to be doing is sitting around me healing for about three months, you know, right. so I might as well write, you know, sit by the pool, utilize some time, you know. Right on. And there had been some rumors that you guys had already demoed stuff like back in early 2017. I think you mentioned there were two songs that you were working on. Will we, will we, do you think those would appear on the next rat release? No, 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 that, that, that was something that I did with, uh, one years ago. And, right. and, and, and that's something we never really, got into it, we just kind of demoed one thing and, and but there's you know, it's a different it's a it's a new breed of rat here and that's what we go with, you know. Cool. And are you still playing it'll, it'll eventually I'm sure I'm sure it'll it'll eventually come out. <laughs> right. One day when it's no day, you know. Yeah. 
So you still playing a lot of guitar? I know you're you're a guitar player. We all always think of you as a singer, but of course, yeah, you started on guitar, right? Of course, yeah, of course, and and I and I still play all the time, and all the time there's there's plenty of guitars around the house, and you know I go out sitting in the you know just sit out there and you know I love recording. I'm old school. Just put the turn the recorder on and. Boom, lay down some tracks. Right on. And just uh, kind of a random question. Do you ever hear from Fred Curry, the drummer you worked with in Arcade? Uh, of course. Freddie and I, yeah, my little brother, sure. I hear from Fred quite a lot. How's yeah, he doing? He's doing well. Good. good. Yeah, he's doing good. He does all these movie tracks and uh, kings and, you know, sports stuff. And, you know, like I do songs for racing you know and i'm still involved in the racing and, and, and so my plate's kind of full i just got to get get more, more, more mobile again and uh we'll be able to do it again okay well steven we wish you the best of luck with the uh the knee situation and the surgery it sounds like you have coming up and we look mm-hmm. forward to checking out View to a Thrill, your new solo record that's coming out uh, in just a couple weeks on November 9th. Mm-hmm. Yes, the people will be blown away. It's, it's, it's a great record. And there's actually, you know, you can get it on vinyl. There's a special 300 edition vinyl out there. So cool. um, that's all it's going to be. And so we're very happy about it. Awesome. Cool, Stephen. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Classic rat, dangerous but worth the risk. Thanks so much for joining me on Talking Metal. Wow, some great interviews lately. I, you know, I, we're gonna we're gonna get back to doing more of the the new contemporary bands, but a lot of these old guys that I love are still putting out new great music. So we gotta we gotta have Ace on. We gotta have Mick Box on. We gotta have 
Udo on. We got to have Stephen Piercy on just to hear about what they're up to now, because as great as their their classic catalog is, they're delivering new great music. So let's go out and support all our heroes who are still out there doing it and rocking hard. My name's Mark Striegel. I will talk to you next time, guys. Thanks so much for supporting us. And hey, buy a Talking Metal t-shirt, by the way. 20 bucks. Hit my PayPal up. Go to TalkingRock.net or TalkingMetal.com. Just look in the show notes. I'll have the information as to what my PayPal uh, is. And just hit me up with uh, 20 bucks. I will send you a Talking Metal t-shirt. Give me your address and size, of course. Or join me on Patreon with a $5 a month pledge or more. And you can also get a t-shirt that way. All right? All right, guys. Later.